Well, it is time once again to return to the Yakuza series. For realsies this time, not like last week where we had a little... We turned off the exit a little too quickly. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oof. And God, and we went into some weird part of town. <laughs> uh, we, we've we've been able to. We did a U-turn. We're heading back onto the highway. We've course we're, corrected. We're 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 heading off to exit five. Mm-hmm. Because of course we're going to talk about Yakuza Five today. Yeah. Here on the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello. This is episode 232, and yes, this is another edition of Al experiencing the Yakuza series. Yay. As we talk about Yakuza 5. The, probably the longest and the most ambitious Yakuza game we have played to date. Because mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot to this video game. There's a lot here. Mm-hmm. That is no joke. N- zero jokes allowed. No, this isn't Yakuza Zero. This is no, Yakuza it's not. Five. Yes, five. Five. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you experienced this for the first time. This is my second time playing through this game. Mm-hmm. I originally played through the PS3 version Yeah. way back when. Uh, but it had been a, a good while since I had played through it, so there's still a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, right, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good refresher for me. Um, nice. Yeah, we played through all of it. There's a whole heck of a lot of it. A lot. A lot. Let's talk about this video game here, though. This game came out originally for the PlayStation 3 on December 5th, 2012. <laughs> wow. It would not come over to the to the states for another three years. That's wild. I mean, uh, probably because mo- it would take so much to translate everything. Well, it wasn't really that. It was mostly because Yakuza as a whole really wasn't a viable franchise at the time. Ah, uh, that's true. So it was kind of one of those. Here's a make good thing for the fans because I believe this was announced at like. The uh the PlayStation Experience doohickey that they were doing in December in the mid 2010s. Ah, uh, okay. As one of those big announcements, like, hey, we're I think it was like around the same time they were like, hey, we're bringing Yakuza Four over. We're also bringing Yakuza Five over, uh-huh. sort of deal. So yeah, this came out uh in the states on December eighth, twenty fifteen. The remaster version came out in Japan on the PS4 on June twentieth, twenty nineteen. And then over here on February 11, 2020, and then it came out on PC and Xbox One on January 28, 2021. Recent. Very recent. So yes, this is a the first game in a new engine for the Yakuza series. Uh, three and four had been on the same engine as one of the uh, feudal era games, the old, old, old like games. Not like old in terms of like PS2 games, but like from the, the old era. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the, fir- the the first game in that new engine. Uh, also games in this engine was Yakuza Ishin and then Yakuza 0. So there's a lot of similarities. If you've played 0, you will kind of have a good understanding of how this game kind of plays and everything. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities in terms of mechanics and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's a whole heck of a lot of stuff you can just do in this game. Yep. 
just because you know there's so much this game where it is spread out across five different locations so all of that has all like you know their own special stuff and everything and then each character has their own special like side story essentially of like here's just a butt ton of content that you can do yep it's a whole bunch of stuff so like i said you get to go to five different locations two of which are familiar mm-hmm. uh sotenbori and kamarocho are returning locations mm-hmm. and then also you get to go to sukimino sapporo kinecho nagoya and nagasukoi fukuoka which are all various they're they're different from each other, so it's not like you know the same thing. They've mm-hmm. all got their own kind of style and everything, so all different locations. Um, and then yeah, you have all these like different side story stuff that you can do. I should say four of the five characters have side story stuff. One character does not because they're kind of smushed into another character's yeah. <laughs> story. Uh, Kiryu has his taxi driver stuff where you can literally do taxi driving missions where you drive a taxi. And then also, there's just a part where you, you're a highway racer. Yep. yep. Which is very wild. Uh, you know, harkening back to the days of, like, early PS2, where it's like, here's Jap- Japan Highway Street Racing game. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and then also, it's like drift racing with, you know, all sorts of Japanese media that have invoked that, such as, you know, like, Initial D and everything like that. Uh all that stuff is just wild. Like it's a weird kind of dichotomy because you have like the the more realistic taxi missions where it's like you know you have to stop use at stoplights, use your turn signals and everything. You don't want to like accelerate too fast or anything. You also have to like keep a conversation with your your client and everything. And also you have to watch out for pedestrians and all that sort of sort of stuff. And then you have just street racing battles. <laughs> You know, as you do. Um, Where you're souping your car up to make it go faster and win these <laughs> these races and everything. I even, like, dropped in a few songs for you when you were racing. Like, at one point I did put in Deja Vu because you were drifting. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did the Tokyo Drift uh, theme song on your request. As you have to. Um, I kept that one up for a while. That every time mm-hmm. you would do it, <laughs> I would cue that one up. Um. But then you got the 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 song from Daytona USA, so and Machine Gun Kiss and Machine Gun Kiss, which oh my god, Machine Gun Kiss. Um, so good variety there. So we had to we had to cut out the the drifting music so we could listen to the the good music. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really something. It it's hilarious because whenever you see someone else's taxi and then you see Curious taxi, you're just like, what are we driving? <laughs> How does no one know what's up here? How does no one realize that this is a weird racing taxi? Uh, the wild thing I think about all of these little side stories is that like, it's a good like five, six hours worth of content for each character that has one. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of, like, it's, like, their own individual stories and everything as well. So, like, there's just a whole lot of, like, content that's here. Um, Saijima has an arc where you get to go hunting in the woods, mm-hmm. tracking down a giant bear. A giant bear! And you have to, like, do things like, you know, check your traps and everything. Uh, bring food with you so you don't freeze to death or starve to death. Fix up the little hunting lodges so you have places mm-hmm. to, to heal and rest and all that. Also, it turns into a first-person shooter. 
Yeah, it did. Uh, it sure did. It's pretty uh, something. Wild. Uh, Haruka has a bunch of just like scattered jobs that she has to do because she's an idol now. Mm -hmm. So like hers isn't really a whole lot of like story stuff. It's mostly just like here's just a bunch of jobs you got to go to. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, you need to go perform at this event. But you had to perform this song because it's this kind of event. And mm -hmm. here, go do some handshake events and go do trivia shows. Do trivia shows, do just talk shows, variety talk shows. Uh, I mean, there is some story where she has like the dance battle sub arc. Yes. Um, but it's mostly where the story comes from. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole lot of just like, here's a bunch of like stuff that will just like help you level up your stats and everything for. You know, when you need it for the actual events you'll be going into. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Shinada has like a batting deal where you compete against former teammates and stuff like that to prove you're not just a giant piece of turd. Giant piece of turd. Yep. Oh, it's a baseball. Oh, it's a baseball. Oh, That's the one we kind of skipped over just because I don't really like the batting mechanics in this game. And I and just it, didn't really care. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Club Sega is back yes. with some new games. You can play Virtual Fighter 2, which I think is... It might have been new for this game. I can't remember. I think I don't think it was in 3 or 4, so it would have been new for this game. Uh, and then also you can play Taiko no Tetsujin. Yeah, we did. Which is pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And then also there are the UFO catchers, which have like a bunch of random stuff in them now. Where if you want, you can just go get a figure of Hatsune Miku. <laughs> was it Kiryu that had that? Yes. I'm trying to remember which character we gave that to. <laughs> As you do. It's just hysterical to think about Kiryu running around with a Hatsune Miku figure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And we had, we had a pepper with him, I think. Yeah, chili pepper because of Max. Max well. Like we got uh, a chili pepper. We got to keep this because Maxwell will be like real happy about it. Akiyama had a salt shaker. <laughs> yep, he <laughs> used. Used it a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, four of the locations also have a specific uh, mini games that are attached to that location. Kamurocho being the lone exception. Uh, there is the first person snow combat death matches you can play in Sukumino. Oh God, that as Saijima. It's just weird. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you can raise chickens in Nagoya. I forgot about the chicken racing. We got a we never, chicken. We never really went and did that. No, but we got a chicken. We did get a chicken. Uh, there is a stand-up comedy thing you could do with Haruka. What? That was a part of that sub-story. Oh, right. We didn't do that one. And you could redo it over and over. Right. Uh, and then in Fukuoka, there is a ramen house where you can basically give ramen out to people because the shopkeeper's like oh my back we did do that one we did do that one because i remember i was yelling out what what kind of noodles you should make whether they should be firm or soft or whatever yes uh and then a, a big variety of the the regular mini games are returning i think like air hockey is a new one it replaced what like uh table tennis table tennis but this one's weird because it's like look at your opponent's boobs yeah, that was uh, strange, to yes. say the least. Yes. Especially uh, they, because the first time we were introduced to it, it was with like two underage girls. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> I don't want to look at her boobs. Uh, and most of the other like, returning stuff is here as well. Karaoke's here. There's a big variety of karaoke songs you can sing. 
a bunch of the dudes get to sing Bakamitai. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, we get to look at the dog. <laughs> look at the dog. Um, okay, so Kiryu's is looking at the dog. Saejima is looking at the, the trainer dude. And Akiyama was looking at him being homeless. Yes. For some reason, he's like, As oh, you do. man, homeless pictures of me. Delightful. As you do. As you do. Um, it is also worth mentioning that uh, when we did, like, what's it called? Premium Adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had Arika dress up as Atsune Miku. Yeah, because that's a thing. <laughs> doing karaoke. And Kiryu is behind her doing, like, the greatest dance moves I've ever seen in my life. He was motioning her aircraft to land. <laughs> he was such a proud dad. Some he really the- was landing motion. Some of the premium adventure costumes are just wild. Wild. <laughs> really something. Oh man, and he was he was very very vocal during her karaoke songs, which made me happy. It's weird that like there is like three representations of Hatsune Miku in this game between the figure, there is a snow sculpture in mm-hmm. story and then the the Haruka outfit, but no Hatsune Miku music. Huh. Weird. It's a little strange. That is a little strange. I'll agree with you. Just a smidge. A smidge, smidge. So yeah, most of the most of the stuff you would think from the previous games return in this. Not a whole lot of differences. Um, here's some here's some trivia about this game if you want to hear that. Ooh, hit me with a trivia. Yakuza 5 was released in the West on December 8th, 2015. Ten years to the day after the release of the original Yakuza game in Japan wild outside of japan yakuza 5 on playstation 3 was a digital only release which i think was one of the the reasons why it actually came out (laughs) yeah that makes sense uh the day one edition of the yakuza remastered collection includes a collectible yakuza 5 playstation 3 armory case so if you have all of the other cases Mm -hmm. you now have a yakuza 5 case you can use oh because yakuza 5 in that collection is its own disc and since they never put out a physical version of that game, now you have a copy of it. That makes sense. It's a cool little thing for them mm-hmm. to do. Uh, we did miss out on the Yakuza 5 PlayStation 3 that they put out in Japan. That just puts, basically put some logos on a late model PS3 and then gave you a gold controller. Weird. With a dragon on it. <laughs> Weird. You know, as you do. So yeah, uh, let's talk about development of this game. Okay. Because, 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 I was looking for a link to push me back to Yakuza 4, and now I don't see it on here. Oh no. Yakuza 4 is, there we go, is being elusive. So yeah, um, so this mentions in the development history on Wikipedia that this game had doubled the development time of the previous games in the series, which generally had a one-year development cycle, so this had two. Whoa. <laughs> uh, the game was developed as something akin to being a reboot of the series and dubbed as a new Yakuza by developers with the goal of having one of the greatest scripts and scenarios in the series' history. In addition, the game was developed on an all-new graphics engine. Previous PS3 games in the series used the Magical V engine, same engine as Yakuza 3, as we mentioned earlier. 
the game was seen as a fresh st start for developers who treated Yakuza Dead Souls as the end for everything developed for the series up to that point. On December 5th, 2014, Yakuza, or Sega announced Yakuza 5 would be releasing worldwide on December 8th, 2015 as a download via PSN, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then, of course, it came out for the, the remaster collection where they retranslated the English script. Uh, there's some restored content from the Japanese version, which I don't know what that is, and Fukarts to this game. And then, obviously, it has uh, toggleable, toggleable uh, Japanese or English karaoke lyrics, if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, obviously, it runs at, like, 60 frames per second and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I will say they did cut out some stuff for this remaster, which was most likely due to licensing issues. Mm -hmm. um, in the original version of Yakuza 5, when you went to the convenies, uh, you could look at the magazines, or you could go to the manga section mm -hmm. and look at all that. Look at some manga, which was manga. basically like, here's a snippet of the first chapter of various uh, manga that we licensed for this game. That is all cut out of the remaster, which is unfortunate. Because I think that was a cool little touch. That is cool. It's a bummer. Because it was like a weird variety of stuff that you wouldn't really think of. Especially because like as a time capsule, like here's stuff that would uh, be a thing in 2012. I'm trying to find like a... I tried to Google it at one point to see which, which ones were there. But um, I, I didn't find anything that was like really conclusive on all of them. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. There's also an ATM where you can send money to the orphanage, and Jared repeatedly sent one yen. I did send one yen a few times. <laughs> to the kids. <laughs> which is unfortunate. Um, like, okay. No! So this this is two pictures. I don't know if it's the full list, but it has a good amount of what this stuff was on here. Okay. Um, so various manga was about, I don't know what that is, uh, A Hero No Sora, which is a basketball manga that got an anime adaptation literally just last year. Wow. Baby Steps, which is a tennis manga, which got an anime adaptation in 2016, I want to say. Uh, B-Dash, I don't know. Blackout, I don't know. Chojin Gakuin, don't know. Town Trouble, don't know. Fairy Tale, obviously, people know what that is. Yes. Attack on Titan, people know what that is. Wild. Which, I guess, in 2012 was not as, like, well-known at that point. Right. Uh, some of these I can't read. <laughs> Because it's like, we got to blur this out because of this thing. It's down here. Uh, Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches, which is uh, got an anime adaptation in like 2016, 17. That's the anime that has uh, Kuzushike Diamond from Weaver as the opening theme. Ooh. Uh, Animal Land, don't know. Cage of Eden, don't know. Initial D, people pretty much know. Yes. This other one, I don't know. And then Ghost in the Shell. I think that's basically everything. There might be some things here and there that are missing. Um, but that's like a good representation of like, hey, here's what was in these. That's wild. Yeah. It was it was cool. Because like none of the other games had that. And it was just like real weird. It was like, oh, I guess I can just read some manga out here. Uh, they, did never, they didn't translate those for the English release. So it was just the Japanese uh, pages and everything um, untranslated. So That's a bummer. You couldn't read it, but it was still kind of cool little Easter egg that you could see. Um, and I was kind of bummed that they took it out of here. But again, I, I can understand that that would definitely be a licensing thing that if you're like if we gotta cut some things we're probably just gonna cut this yeah because why would we really want to keep this around but other than that i don't know 
much else that really got changed with the remaster. Mm-hmm. I've heard word that like the Haruka skin for the, the taxi stuff was changed. Where I think originally you could get it earlier. You could get it in non-premium adventure. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that's how I had it. In Base Shock is a 5. But in this they lock it until premium adventure. Um, and then we but, went back in premium adventure and made our taxi Haruka theme. Exactly. <laughs> how to support our daughter. Exactly. Uh, but I think other than that, that's pretty much it. I closed out of the one Yakuza wiki page that I didn't want to. I goofed. Oops. Now I'm back. So yeah, that's kind of like the overall gameplay stuff. Uh, I mean, combat and everything is basically the same. I don't think, like, I think leveling is basically the same from 4. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't really change that much, and then Every dude has their own fighting style, but it's not like there's anything super new or specific or anything. Um, of course, the only one who doesn't have a fighting style is Haruka, because right. she has all her rhythm game stuff, but, you know, that's to be expected. So let's talk about this here story, which we're not going to dive into, like, just beat for beat everything that happens. We're kind of just going to do a big overview of each part and then kind of talk about some stuff here and there, because... Good lord, this game is long. <laughs> it's so long. Uh, I think one of the reasons why it just feels longer in general is because there's definitely more voice lines. Yeah. Compared to 3 and 4. Which obviously will inflate the uh, playtime timer. But there's also, there's just a lot of story in this. There's a lot, Obviously, when you have five protagonists, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of interconnected parts and just stuff that you have to manage and put together and then eventually kind of funnel it all into an ending. Yep. Because, good lord, there's just a... There's a ton. A ton! A ton! Uh, I'll tell you about this prologue here because I'll give you a big little a little bit of a setup here. Okay. Uh, this game takes place in 2012, two years after the events of Yakuza 4 and everything. Uh, the seventh chairman of the Omi Alliance is dying... And then Daigo's like, oh, man, what if, what if war happens? I should probably go around Japan and get some alliances with some smaller Yakuza families to bolster up the Tojo clan and kind of dissuade the Omi Alliance from coming to, coming at us and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's doing. Yep. Um, and then is just a taxi driver who's off in this other location. And people are like, huh? What's going on here? Daigo does like get in his taxi and ask for some advice, but yeah, Daigo obviously knows he's there, but most people are not supposed to know he's there. He's Correct. assumed a new identity and everything. Like he is completely just like, I am wiping my hands of this Kiryu stuff. Yep. Don't know who that guy is. Who's that Must guy? Chump. He's a loser. Loser. You're a loser. Oh no. So yeah, Kiryu's basically, you have to kind of figure out, okay, why is he in this new location? What's going on and everything? Why does he have this new identity and everything? Why is he just a taxi driver? And then soon afterwards, Daigo goes missing. And everyone's just like, whoa! Kiryu was the last one to see him. Yeah, so he gets uh, accosted by two Tojo clan dudes, uh, Morinaga and Aizawa, because they know who he is, essentially. And they're like, hey, where's Daigo? And Daigo and Kiryu's like, I don't know. I gave him a ride, and then he left. I don't. I. I'm not his keeper. I got in trouble for that too. Yeah, they. I had to go apologize. 
it was real messed up. Uh, we learn about the interim Tojo clan chairman, uh, Aoyama, who basically thinks that the the family that Daigo went to go broker an alliance with kidnapped him because there was people who didn't like it and everything. And then basically a whole bunch of stuff happens and turns out Aoyama is not on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Unsurprisingly. Uh, Kiryu also meets uh, with a detective from Osaka named Serizawa who's like, hey, you got to help me figure out what what's happening here. Because you kind of bungle things in Osaka like six years ago, so you kind of owe us. <laughs> uh, through that, Kiryu meets uh, Watase, who is the patriarch of the Watase family of the Omi Alliance. He's one of the like three dudes who is up potentially to be the next chairman of the Omi Alliance. Mm-hmm. So he meets him in a uh, in a club, and they have a fight and everything. And basically, Kiryu thinks like Watase is the one who kidnapped Daigo and he's like no I didn't do that no nah, nah, that wasn't dude. me you know if it was me I would probably would tell you right up right, right right up to your face so nope that ain't me sorry dude go on find your new your new lead and everything <sighs> uh so yeah circling back to back around to Aoyama um you learn that he's having a meeting with the patriarch of the family Daigo was trying to broker the deal with, the Matarame family. Um, and then turns out, oh, he's just trying to mess with everything. And Aoyama shoots Matarame and then it's like, tricks the the family to thinking that Kiryu and uh, Aizawa and Morinaga were the ones who did it. Yep. Which means you got to fight your way out of there and then... Aoyama just blows up the building. <laughs> it goes kaboom. Kaboom. All the while, we've learned that like Kiryu has a lady friend. Yeah. So early on, we get to his apartment, which is like the bare minimum apartment. He he. It's very nice. It's very clean, but it's basically got a bed, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does have two toothbrushes, and I was like, why are there two toothbrushes? Why would he need two toothbrushes? You're like, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually we we find out that there is a lady who's been coming around and like Kiryu has no qualms about just changing in front of her and stuff. I was like, whoa. Um, and his bed is tiny. There's not enough room for two people. So I don't know what they were doing, but um, he does not. He's he, he's just not that into you, lady. <laughs> no, not really. Um, she, he's kind of like, eh, eh. she really has it bad for him. And he's just like. <sighs> she's down bad and he's like yo girl you're thirsty <laughs> yeah, some water like uh, that would be his big dumb synergy of she would be thirsty he'd be like here you go yeah it's true <laughs> uh, in the final chapter of this part you learn that she is the daughter of Madarame yep. who has been basically spying on him just to like not really as like a oh we gotta keep tabs on him for to see what he's gonna do but it's mostly like Hey, what's he doing? Is he okay? Is he is he doing things okay, or is he getting into trouble or anything? You know, let's figure this out. But she caught the real feels for him. And, yeah. Uh, Madarami's like, I'm sorry, I wouldn't have sent you if I had known. 
Uh, also, Madarame, the Madarame tells Kiryu that Daigo wasn't kidnapped, but rather he just bolted the city with help from Madarame because Daigo in their meeting was like, yeah, I think there's a traitor in the Tojo clan that's trying to plot against me. Can you help me get out of here? And then we could figure this out later. And this guy's like, all right, cool. I'll help you. <laughs> sure. Um, Madarame also tells him, he's like, hey, I'm going to dissolve my family. Which is the Yamagasa family, not the Madarami family. I made a mistake there. There's your correction. Um, he's like, "Hey, give this to my boys. They'll be like, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine with it." And then Kiryu goes to the boys and is like, "No, we're they're like, no, we're not fine with this." So you have to fight. And then eventually, like, okay, all of that leads to a big battle between uh, the Yamagasa family and the Tojo clan, yeah. where Kiryu basically decides, "Hey, what if we just make this not a fight between?" Yakuza clans, but I'll just fight all the Tojo boys, and then everything will be hunky-dory. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I guess. Sure. Um, during this Wins. fight, someone shoots a rocket launcher at Kiryu, who just just casually just sidesteps it. Yep. And it's real cool. <laughs> real cool. Uh, Kiryu beats all the dudes. Yes. Uh... There are also other people there. Uh, Aoyama's there. Watase's there. Um, Aoyama tries to shoot Kiryu after he beats up all the dudes, and Watase stops him and is like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> also, I got to fight him at some point, so we're not doing this yet. Um, I think at some point as well, you learn that Watase and Aoyama, Aoyama are sworn brothers. Ah, uh, yes. So that's why. Um, Aoyama tells you that, hey, someone told him that they need to go to war with this family. And he's about to reveal who, who, but then he gets shot in the head by Morinaga. Yep. Moided. Moided. Kiryu's like, why did you do this? And he's like, well, I'm out of here. See you later. A uh, couple days after that, Kiryu gets stopped by the detective again. And he's like, hey, what happened at the docks there? You going to Tokyo, buddy? You going to go do Tojo clan stuff? And Kiryu's like, no, no not doing anything. Not my out of it. And then he's like, you, you, maybe you want to turn on the news and see what's happening. And then we get the big, uh, the big cliffhanger for the Kiryu part where it's, it tells you on the news that a major Tojo clan person had been found murdered in Sapporo, whose name is Goro Majima. 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 Majima's dead. He's dead. Never coming back again. Nope. So that was a big cliffhanger. Yeah, it's a friend who he wasn't dead. Well, obviously. <laughs> um, what did you think of the, the, the Kiryu part as our first part of this game? I thought it was good. Um, I, as you are aware with uh, how we played it, I was asking a lot of questions like, man, I want to know what's going on here. I want to know what's going on here. I'm interested. <laughs> like... He was really trying to distance himself um, from everything, which I think is pretty fascinating because we're we're really seeing him just being done with that lifestyle at this point. Right. Um, and I mean, he's just like, I'm tired of having to fix things. I'm tired of having to be associated with Yakuza. I'm tired. Like, God, just leave me out of it. Um. And I mean, like that whole that whole thing of like I'm gonna just fight everybody on my own. Um, that was pretty intense. Feels like a 
finding a place to die type of thing. Except for he won, so that didn't really work out. But um, yeah, the whole time I was just like, I need answers. And I didn't get answers until way later. Yeah, with the nature of this game, you're just not getting answers until, you know, much further into the game than you might hope. Yeah, it was fine. Um, you know, I, I, I assumed that I would not get all the answers. Um, I did think it was funny, though, that he had this lady friend that he was just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm good. Really good. Don't really need you. You can go home now. Thank you. Goodbye. You Thanks. just exist. <laughs> I was like, thank you. You savage. He doesn't even care. Um... It was also funny to watch you be a taxi driver. That part's real fun. It's funny. Like, I know probably some people would probably think it's real weird and everything, but like, I was very much looking forward to doing that section because I remembered having a good time with it when I first played that game. And then going back to it, it's still a good time. It's funny. I mean, like, the fact that they make you stick to the rules of what a taxi driver would have to do. And then like even the, the little side stories of like, oh, I'm a taxi driver and this girl got in my car with this guy who she doesn't really seem like she wants to be around. Like, how do I help her? Or like this girl got into my car and she's going on a date. Oh God, she has a massive nose hair. How do I, how do I help her realize it without telling her? Mm-hmm. Like those were pretty entertaining. Um, and it was like a different little spin on, like getting story and getting details on his character in a way that like is not involving anything Tojo related. Right. It was cool. So after we meet up with Kiryu and see what he's been up to, all the stuff he's been up to, we uh we head over to prison. Well actually we we head well, over first to, we go to first. Uh and we get to play as Saijima. Yeah. Saijima, who we saw at the very end of Yakuza 4, has his own family now. But now he's going back to jail. Going back to prison to serve out the rest of his sentence. But mm-hmm. first, he's going to eat snacks with Majima. They eat the the bad meat. Was it called trite? Yeah, I think so. Saijima's like, I got to give you some philosophical lessons about this meat. <laughs> yeah, because Majima's mad. He's like, get mm-hmm. the good stuff, man. What is this about? He's like, no. Uh, so yeah, you get to walk around Kamarocho. Your bad and hair. And then your bad hair, and then Majima's like, mm. I'm sad my brothers didn't even. Uh, and then we we fast forward two years later, and you're in prison in Hokkaido. Yep. You got your cellmates, uh, Himura, who was a former police detective, Oshima, who was a former thief, and Baba. Baba. Who was a former member of a uh, Yakuza family. Yes. So basically, you're just like, you're just doing your thing. You just want to get parole, trying to be on your best behavior. And then this one dude just shows up, whose name is Kugihara, and he keeps just trying to, like, poke and prod at you to do something. And you're just like, nope, not doing it. You also find out that the, um, like, warden is very harsh on Yakuza and, like, very rarely gives parole to Yakuza members. Mm -hmm. Correct. Which is interesting. Yeah, you get to pal around with them, and then shenanigans ensue. Yeah, so Kugihara basically sets up Baba in a stabbing accident, and then you have to like figure out a way to prove him innocent and everything. 
And then that gets you into a fight with Kugihara, which basically gets your parole denied and everything. And then you're all just like, oh, man. And then you find out that Majima's dead. And then you're just like, oh, man. And you found out you got excommunicated from the Tojo clan. It's all bad. Yikes. Um, eventually, you go meet with the, the warden, who's basically like, hey, why did you fight Kugihara? You haven't been doing anything since then. That's real weird. Also, like... He's you been should... getting beat up a lot and like not fighting mm -hmm. back, and he's like, yeah. "Yo, I, I'm gonna put you in solitary to heal up." Mm -hmm. uh, the warden basically tells Saitama as well that he's like, "I was going to recommend you for parole, but then like the Ministry of Justice came in, and was like, no, you can't do that.'" And I was like, "That's real weird." Mm -hmm. Also, there's a bunch of people coming here. That's also real weird. Also, you got you know kicked out of the Tojo clan. Real weird. All of this is very messed up. Conspiracy? Conspiracy. Um, and then he's basically just like, hey, you want to break out of jail? <laughs> yeah. Here's a key. Have fun. Just go for it, dude. Take Baba so, with you. So you and Baba basically head out. Um, you have to fight through uh, Kugihara and all his dudes, and eventually you do. Uh, the warden gets shot in the, or gets stabbed in the back. Yep. Which is not cool and everything. Uh, your boys save you from getting like shot or something. Which is good. Yeah. And then you and Baba break out of prison and go into the wilderness on snowmobiles. Which that part reminded me of the section from Resident, Resident Evil, 6. Evil 6. Yep. Yeah. Resident Evil 6 with... with a little Jake less chaotic, Harry. but... It was a snowmobile section where you can barely see things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you do that, and then eventually you crash, and then you have to fight a giant bear. <laughs> you fist fight a giant bear! Yeah, it's real good. It's uh, so cool! But then you're in a snowstorm, and you're like, oh, God. A hunter comes and like takes you to this little village where everyone hates him, and then everyone hates you because you're an outsider. Um, and this is where like the, the side story for... Uh, Saishima comes to the place. Basically, if you wanted to, you could like speed through this this entire section of the game and just get yeah. in and get out. Or yeah. you know, you could do the whole story and learn about the the history of the village and everything, and learn about the bear. And then the big bear. you gotta hunt and do all that stuff until eventually you have a boss fight with the bear. The bear. We and fought the so bear good. again. It was amazing. I, rem I remember playing that section for the first time when I played this game for the first time. Like I said. And just being awestruck of the fact that you had a boss fight with a bear and you fist fight a bear. You fist fight a bear. I was like, this is the greatest game ever. And I checked on the wiki about the bear and it says his occupation is grizzly bear and it made me laugh really hard. I mean, true and, that is and his... true. Yes. But yes, you fist fight a bear twice. So good. It's amazing. It's so good. Like the rest of the hunting stuff I could have done without, but like yeah. fist fighting a bear twice, pretty cool. Things I was looking forward to replaying in Yakuza 5. Taxi driving, fist fighting a bear. Were there others or is that it? Yeah, there's others, but we'll get to those later. Okay. Um. So I, I, this was definitely one of the parts where I was like, yo, this is basically one of the most ridiculous moments in this entire video game. And I was like, yo, we fought tigers at one point. How do we top that? And then we get a giant bear that we fist fight Giant twice. bear. Twice. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's really um, good. 
But then, yeah, eventually you you leave the village, you head to Sapporo, where Baba is basically supposed to get in contact with, like, his former family and everything. You hide out in a bar that he supposedly knew about and everything. And then you learn about uh, the dude that Majima was going to go meet up with and that he is going to be at the snow festival. So you plan to kidnap this dude. Yep. Through the sewers. And you basically sneak him through the sewers covertly while a, a flyover happens because it's a it's basically it's America. <laughs> they Woo! just have a flyover <laughs> Woo! at some point. Um, so you kidnap this guy. His name is Kitakata. Um, you take him to an abandoned building, and he's basically like, yeah, I didn't kill Majima. Um, I was supposed to help Majima fake his death so he can go into hiding as well with Daigo, and they're going to try and get all the, the traitors out of the Tojo clan. And then Saishima's like, okay, who who are the traitors? And then, blah, he gets shot. Because he's standing in front of a window. What are you doing? Never stand in front of a window when you got secrets to tell. Uh, and then you look up and see who the shooter is. Oh, my God, it's Baba. So Baba. you got to run after Baba. And then you fight with Baba where he reveals, like, hey, that family I was with, yeah, that wasn't, I, I didn't, that wasn't true. I was also working with Kugihara the whole time to get at you. Basically, we wanted to make sure... Um, that you couldn't get out, so you wouldn't do anything. But also, if you do, we want to funnel you to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you fight Baba, and then Saitama's like, eh, kid, you're still all right. You can be my bro. And Baba's like, huh? <laughs> what? Also, you let Baba go. And then once you do that, uh, the detective that Kiryu met comes up and is like, hey, we should have a little chit-chat. <laughs> and you chit-chat with him in the back of, like, a transportation van yeah and he basically kind of tells you all the stuff that happened with with Kiryu's story and everything with the the Daigo stuff and everything and he's like so either you can help me with this or we're just going to take you back to jail make your pick make your pick and that's uh that's Saijima's story yep what did you think of Saijima's story we got the fist fight a bear twice I mean that is pretty good it's pretty good I mean um it was fine. I think the prison section went on a little bit too long. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but we got to fist fight a bear, so that was pretty cool. Um, and I'm also the weird section with like the one guy where we had to oh, right. like yeah, yeah. recreate his stories. Very, very weird. It's but, real weird. Um, I mean, overall, it was good and important, but right. um. Not my favorite. Yeah, I, I think that's understandable. Um, after so glad that, he lost that hair. So glad he lost that bad hair. It's a very, it's a you know, it's a solid choice. Also, he does he doesn't bring the hair back, which is also a solid choice. Ugh, that hair's so bad. Uh, following Saijima, we head over to part three, where we get two characters. First up, we play as Haruka. Haruka. Uh, we get some backstory. Yep. And also, we get more understanding of what Kiryu's been up to. Oh god. That's yep. Oh, no, your alarm. Um, So, a year prior to this, so 2011, uh, Kiryu has a meeting with Mire Park, the president of the Dyna Chair Talent Agency. She comes to Morning Glory. She's like, hey, I want to sign Haruka to be an idol. She's super I think, talented. I think she's got she's got that it factor. We can mold her into being, you know, a, a great talent and everything. All you have to do is pack your bags and get the hell out of here. Yep. Because obviously, 
she uh, Park realizes that you know if Kiryu is here, people are going to look into Haruka's backstory. Yep. And find oh here's the fourth chairman of the Tojo clan. He raised her. He's this girl's a Yakuza girl. All that sort of stuff. Not gonna go over well. No. So that's basically her reason for like like you're gonna Splitting get her out of here. Up. Splitting them up. But she's also like, hey, I will give you guys money. I'll take care of it. In order to do this, marriage. I'll you know, we'll get a, a new caretaker in here and all that sort of stuff. We'll get education for all the kids and everything. They will be they'll be set. There you will not have to worry about this. So that's why Kiryu basically leaves uh The orphanage, which I'm just blanking on where it actually is now. <laughs> it's in Okinawa. Okinawa, yes. And then heads over to where he is there and has a new identity and all that sort of stuff. Yes. We fast forward to the present where Haruka is living in Sotenbori, um, where she's, you know, doing the idol stuff. She's already in the finals for the Princess League, which essentially is just a big idol competition where if you win, you get a major record label deal. Mm-hmm basically the fast track to stardom and all that sort of stuff it's like hey have you heard of love live <laughs> yep so essentially that so she's got all of her like the her coaches and everything um she has a vocal co- vocal co- bleh, vocal coach yep who is uh yamura the the her manager is hori and then her dance instructor is ogita um basically she has to go do all her jobs and everything and then she goes into the first round of the Princess League, where she is taking on T-Set. T-Set. Which is a rival group of hers, because they also are from the rival talent agency of Osaka Talents. And they and used to be with Dynachair. They used to be with Dynachair before they uh, they jumped ship. Yep. And they're brats. They are They are very bratty. Um, a little bit later on, uh, the dance instructor gets fired, because he basically keeps complaining that it's not enough time to get her ready. Yep. And then Park's like, all right, well, just hit the bricks, kid. Yeah, if you can't do it, then I'll find care. somebody who can. Yeah, so you basically you go find like a, an actual super famous dance instructor, and then he comes on board. His name is Christina. Christina. Christina's so like, that? yeah, you got it, kid. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haruko goes and buys a brooch for, for Park. Yep. And then the T-Set girls crush it. But then Park's like, you know, this is cool and everything. I'll keep this. They go on a little shopping stuff and go for dinner and everything. You get to beat her at Taiko. It's pretty that good. That was awesome. And then she basically tells you about, like, you know, how she was not was an idol growing up and everything. And how her dream was to perform at the Tokyo Dome, which we're just going to call it the Tokyo Dome because it's the Tokyo Dome. The Japan Dome. The Japan Dome. Uh, but then she also had, like, a secret marriage. She was married. And then everyone found out about it, and then everyone's like, oh, boy. Also, she got pregnant and, and had, had an, abortion. an abortion. And her husband hit her. And then he's like, oh, I'm not good for you. I need to go. Yeah. Which at least um, he realized, like, that's a bad thing to do. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, All this is to say, like, eventually, like, or to say, like, her ex-husband had sent her a letter. Yep. Basically saying, like, hey, if Haruka wins, would you come meet me in Tokyo? Um, she also gives Haruka a pin that she mm-hmm. said was her good luck charm. Um, and like she, I think she said like she had gotten like right before her debut or something. I guess she's had it for like forever. That he gave her. her right, husband. right, right. Okay, yeah. 
Um, Clearly not death flags or anything. Right, there. right. Like, she's like, yeah, I want you to go meet my husband after the show because I don't want him to see my face first thing. Like, take the pen. Um, and the whole time we were having this conversation, I'm like, she's dead. She's super dead. <laughs> well, I don't know if she's going to die, but she's super dead. And then the next thing she's dead. Well, it turns out she just immediately dies afterwards. Um, Haruka wakes up to a call from Hori who's like, hey, you got to come to the office right now. And she gets there, and basically everyone's surrounding her, surrounding the office, and they're like, oh, yeah, Park's dead. She killed herself. Yep. Threw herself off the roof. Um, After that, we meet up with Akiyama. Akiyama? Who is opening up a Sotenbori branch of Sky Finance. And it's a mess. It's it's a mess. Hana's not there. Hana, you don't even see Hana in this game at all. Which is a big bummer, because I love Hana. Like, she, she has voiced lines, but you don't ever see her. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if it's because they didn't know which model to use of her. That's a good point. But like, still. Do we, do we keep the skinny model of her or do we keep the the, the normal model of her? Right. Still a bummer. Um, it's a big bummer because I love Hana. He basically learns of Park's death because he also had, like loaned her 300 million yen. Yep. And then he goes there and is like, hey, what's going on? This is bad. And then he, he learns that like Haruka's there and everything. He's like, oh, I know you. Hey, what's going on? Uh, so Haruka and Akiyama basically like joined forces to figure out like, hey, what exact what actually happened here? They investigate death. They're detectives. Basically, because they basically they kind of come to this conclusion that like it doesn't really seem like she would have killed herself all of a sudden. Like this is this seems shady. Yeah. So they investigate that. They also kind of come to an agreement that like Haruka's still going to participate in the Princess League. Because, you know, that was Park's dream and everything. We want to keep that going. Yep. Um, but all that, all while that's happening, we're going to just figure out what's ha- what's going on with this whole situation. Yep. Um, also, our manager gets thrown off a roof. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in like a very short bit. Um, but she does go to the second round and compete against Tisa. And you, you're able to win if you do good enough, I would just presume. They keep and then, her bad outfits, too. Like, this second true. one, she's, like, in tiny, tiny shorts. I almost tripped over Maxwell. Oh, no. Um, Tiny, tiny shorts is really, really... Ugh. She's 16, y'all. Come on. Um, Basically, after the Princess League performance, you go back to the office to basically search for anything that might prove this otherwise. And then they look at, like, the suicide note, and Haruka's like, I remember her. she was writing, uh, like, instructions to Hori. Um... And then, like, while all that's happening, you see a body just fall down from the window. They're like, um. Yeah. Yeah, she was using her left hand because her right hand was injured by the the dance instructor when. Ogita, yeah. Um, When he was fired. So you see a body fall from the the, the roof, presumably. And you rush out there, and it's Hori who's on the ground. And then Ogita's, like, around the area. So Akiyama has to fight him. And then after you fight him, there's just a big, large Yakuza man. You have to fight him, and Haruka throws a fire extinguisher at his head. <laughs> cool. It's pretty good. Um, but the the dudes flee, and then they have to call an ambulance for Hori. But he lives. He lives, but he's in kind of rough shape. Yeah. I mean, he did bonk his head. He did bonk his head. Um, after that, you you find uh, you have to go find a forger to figure out, okay... Did somebody forge a suicide Did note? Someone forged a suicide because they they see they find the the note that Haruka was talking about and compare them and they're like, no, this is definitely not the same writing. Yeah. If it was the same night, like that doesn't make any sense. Um. 
Akiyama goes and chases a lead with the president of Osaka Talents, uh, Naoki Katsuya. And Akiyama's like, you know something about this. And this guy's like, nope, I just knows I didn't, I heard about it when it happened. That was real weird and everything. And Akiyama's like, you're very shady, but I don't have enough evidence to, to fight back against you. So I'm just going to leave and come back later. <laughs> he also like reveals that he was an actor. The, the yeah. CEO was an mm -hmm. actor in his previous life. Yeah. Uh, Yamamura, the, the vocal coach, uh, takes over as manager for Haruka as they prepare for the finals because mm -hmm. they have to do that. Um, so she has to go to the Princess League finals. She wins. And then the T-Set girls are like, hey, good job. Sorry about being jerks earlier. <laughs> um, Akiyama gets visited by the detective who's visited both Kiryu and Saijima now at this point. Yep. Um, and he's like, hey, did you, do you think that was a suicide? Probably wasn't a suicide. Probably wasn't a suicide. Should we go look for this guy instead? So you go look for a dude um, who's the captain of Osaka Enterprises, mm -hmm. the family within the Omi Alliance. Um, you go to a junkyard, fight, fight through some dudes. You find Ogita there, who has had his arm just mangled. Yeah, his arm is not looking like we were like, oh, he's got he's pretty messed up, and then it like zooms down. You see his arm. You're like, oh, he's really messed up. He's missing mm -hmm. part of his arm. Like I thought his arm was just like paralyzed and because he's like just dangling yeah and no it's just like there's there's definitely parts of that missing yeah he got his hand just like crushed essentially yep um ogita confesses to killing park and everything mm -hmm. he says it was an accident but yeah. yeah i don't think so um and then the osaka enterprise dude's like looking for the the letter from park's ex-husband mm-hmm so that's why they're like so adamant about trying to find this and everything, and why they were like so aggressive with her and everything. All sorts of stuff. Also, Gita dies. Oh yeah, he gets moited. He gets moited, and his body's just thrown down by Akiyama. He's like, "All right, well, there's a body, I guess." <laughs> mm-hmm. So basically, Akiyama has to fight these dudes off, and then like warn Haruka, be like, "Hey." Th bad things are about to happen. Also, Haruka got kidnapped. Again. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Katsuya, the president of Osaka Talents, brings Haruka back to the to Dyna Chair and is like, yep. sorry about that. What that went call? a little too far. Not my call. By the way, I'm also kind of the patriarch of Osaka Enterprises. I am a, I am a Yakuza member of the Omi Alliance. Yep. <laughs> so... BT dubs. Yeah. Also, give us that letter. <laughs> yeah, we, we really need that letter. We really need that letter. Because who that letter is from is from Majima. I did not expect that. I, I completely forgot that was a thing. I should have expected it because it had to have been somebody that was like somewhat important. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I thought that Daigo would be too young, right? Which I guess Majima is actually quite a bit older than her. I just realized. Ooh, Majima, don't be creepy. Anyway, did not expect it to be freaking Majima. 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 But yeah, he's he's. She's supposedly thirty-eight. 
he's like nearly 50 in this game, isn't he? Uh, good question. I can look. Okay. My computer would decide to load. Do you need me to look? No, it's just, you know, wiki pages are sometimes dumb. Yes. In Yakuza 5, he's 48. <laughs> so it's a 10-year gap. And, I mean... I mean, they're... There? No, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like... She would have been quite young if she were doing idol stuff. So she would have been like maybe 20-ish, which would make him 30-ish. Yeah, I guess it depends on when they meet. Ooh, I think uh, the, the weird thing about this whole thing, like I mean, it's a big surprise, but they never really go into it. Like there is a little bit of explanation later on, mm -hmm. but like Majima never addresses it. He never nope. talks about it. And nope. then basically after, like, the reveal later in the game, it's never brought up again. It's never brought up again. Like, the, there's the picture, and that's about it. And the whole, the whole like, reveal later on is, like, real shaky because, like, it's all, like, oh, they're all working together sort of thing. Yeah. And you're just like, what exactly is going on here? Like, what exactly is real here? Yeah. Where you don't know exactly, like, what's the truth of this whole situation or all this, like, this relationship between these three. Right. So, like, it's... I think it's a fun like surprise here, but I think overall, like as a plot plot point, it's kind of weak. Really poorly managed. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, Majima is the ex husband, and then has that creepy smile in that picture. Yes, Katsuya calls Haruka. Is like, hey, do you want to give me the the letter? And she's like, well, I guess I will. Okay, I'll meet you up. I'll meet you here. He, she goes to meet him, and then, like, his one dude shows up instead. And then Akiyama runs in and is like, Gotta stop Oh, I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Because this whole threat was like, I'll, I'll reveal your relationship with Kiryu, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, but yeah, Akiyama runs in and is saying he needs to quit smoking because he's super out of breath. But he, he does catch up, and um, that's good because... Obviously, bad things are happening with Haruka. Mm -hmm. So Hagiyama beats up the dudes and then basically takes Haruka to Tokyo. Yep. So they could be in Tojo clan territory where they're not going to get messed with. Katsuya was there the whole time and sees all this go on and then basically puts a cigarette out in the eye of this dude. Yeah, he's just like, yo, um, you have a mean face and that's really all you have going for you. You couldn't even scare a 16-year-old girl who's been, like, involved with Yakuza her entire life. So what good are you, man? Psst. Also chokes him out. Yep. Scary. Uh, but that is the end of the Haruka Akiyama story. Yep. And then we go to a little bit of, like, a divergence. Yep. <laughs> where we meet up with new character for this game, uh, Tatsuo Shinada. Who is a former baseball player? Yes. In the 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 Japanese leagues. Yes. Um, in 1997, he made his debut for the Nagoya Wyverns, playing against the Tokyo Gigants. Uh, he comes to bat as a pinch hitter. He is bat. He is facing off against his former rival Yuki Sawada. Basically, he takes six curveballs from this guy, fouls them all off, and then on the seventh pitch, Sawada throws a fastball at him. Shinada hits it, home run, wins the game for him, 
The next day, he is banned from baseball <laughs> for alleged game-fixing and illegal gambling. Yep. Uh, and then we go to 2012 where he's basically just a mess of a human being. He is a low-rent uh, adult entertainment writer. Yeah. And is in a lot of debt to people. Also a big d Yes, that's also true. He's also uh, a freaking brick wall of a dude. He's is also true. He's so we not meet like Saijima level, but no, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty beefy. Pretty beefy. He's he's in shape. Um, we meet uh, his loan shark, which is uh, a guy by the name of Koichi Takasugi, mm -hmm. who basically is like, I want my money. <laughs> I'm going to smash your fingers for insurance money. Yubi, yubi. Yubi, yubi. <laughs> our, our string of Corona references continues. Exactly. Uh, so you go off and do some work and everything, make some money, and then Takasugi's like, well, taking this, taking this, taking this. <laughs> Every time we make any money, it gets taken away immediately. And, and Portionot is like, I just want to eat. Mon, I haven't eaten all day. He's Wah. like, nope, you owe me money, so you're going to give me more money. Terrible. Um, also, at one point, Shinada just, like, gets to bang this girl after he writes about her. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> Going to the bone zone. Getting bone zone and paying for it. Or getting paid for it, not paying for it. That's a different thing. Uh, a little bit after that, Shinada goes home and is confronted by a mysterious mass man. Because also in this town, there's uh, there's been a Tojo Omi killing. Where one member, I think, from each got killed. Yep. So there's various people here for like a funeral. Mm -hmm. And then like this uh, restaurant owner is like, yeah, there's this weird dude keeps like we've been seeing around who keeps like asking about stuff. You should watch out for him. The masked man shows up and is like, hey, I know who you are. I think someone framed you 15 years ago. Here's a butt ton of money to figure out the I will the give truth. you 20 million yen if you figure out the truth and figure out what happened to you. And Shinada's like, no, nah, I don't know about that. But then Takasugi walks in and is like, oh, this guy's giving you a lot of money? Don't worry, he's signing up. You should take that. Or you're going to go get your fingers <laughs> done. Because he's like already filled out like a job form for him. He's like, you technically work there now. Mm -hmm. So Shinada basically is like, oh. he tries to go to the, the the girl Milky. He's like, hey, what if we just leave? And she's like, I uh, can't. <laughs> and then Shinada basically finally just accepts the offer. And then he's like, okay, I need to go find people who know about this. So I'm going to go talk to this guy named Uno. He, uh, he runs a, like a massage parlor. He's also a guy we've seen earlier in this game. Um, but he also was also needs money because he's he owes him money. Yes, but also he was a he was like a trainer for the team. Yes. So he was there when all this went down. Uno was like, I don't remember anything. But then like he sees the phone, is like, Oh right, I remember there was a player around that time who was very suspicious about his phone named Manabe. Go see him and see what he knows. Uh, they go to see Manabe. And Monabe's like, yeah, that was that was the whole thing. The whole team was basically in on it. Also, the Yakuza was in on the gambling as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole thing. Um, and then he's like, oh, you had you had to get get out of here because it was starting to get too risky. And then the Yakuza got kicked out, and that's what led them to leaving Nagoya because there's no more money to be made here. Mm-hmm. We learn about the Nagoya family, who basically is supposed to be this Yakuza family that rose up from the ashes of the Omi and Tojo leaving. 
but no one really knows who they are. It's strange. Yes. Uh, and no one also, knows who leads it either. Yeah. Takasugi also is like, hey, I'm actually not a part of them. I just like to say that because, you know, Gives it me intimidates people. But I'm not actually with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone tries to set Uno's clinic on fire. And then, like, they chase him down. And it's another person who was on the Wyverns. And he's like, ah, oh, sorry, someone told me to do this. I wanted you to stop your investigation. We got to get out of here. You got to get out of here and stop doing this. Um, you fight this dude, and then someone throws like a cement mixer on him. Yeah, that was messed up. That dude's Squishing head got him. popped like a grape. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. The next day, you get a call from Milky, who's like, my brother got kidnapped again. Oh, he should come to the docks. He goes to the docks, and then he gets bonked on the head and knocked out. Yep. And then when he's woken up, it's just a bunch of like people he knows. Like, business owners from Nagoya that he knows. They're like, oh, we're the Nagoya family. We're the people doing this, and we gotta kill you now. But, like, none of them want to do it. Yeah. So they're like, hmm. They all like him. Yeah. Also, um, dude, I, the Lone Shark guy just, like, drives a freaking forklift into the, the garage. Is like, nope, you're not killing him. He still owes me money. Yep. Uh, so you got to fight through some I, Yakuza goons here and there. Because, like, another dude shows up and is like, hey, why haven't you killed him? You should kill him. And then the forklift happens. Um, so eventually you fight through all that. And you beat up this dude. Um, you eventually get to the butcher um, that used to be on the, the team. Right. Manabe shows up again. Yeah. And he's like, well, i got to stop you as well. Um but then you beat him up, and he's like, and uh, is like, he kind of, I think, came here because he thought he was going to lose. That was weird. Um, also, uh, Takasugi tells Shinada that, like, there was this flashback um, earlier where you see um, Shinada autographing the home run ball to this guy mm-hmm. right before he gets taken in. And Takasugi basically reveals, hey, I was the guy who you autographed that ball for. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, when you came in, I was, like, awestruck, but I was just like, oh, God, this guy's falling on some hard times. Oh, no. Yikes. This is rough. So, yeah, you fight Monobe, and Monobe gets defeated, and he's like, and Shinada's like, hey, who's the one doing this? And then Monobe's phone rings. He's like, answer it, and you'll you'll know who it is. So he, he answers the phone, and the voice is like, did you kill, did you take care of Shinada yet? And Shinada immediately knows that it was his former coach. Yep. The one who also got, like, in trouble during the whole scandal and everything. But now he's like, uh, he just got a job back as the coach of the Tokyo team. Like, after 15 years, all of a sudden? Yep. Um, so after that, the the local members of the Nagoya family turn themselves in. Shinada gets in contact with the masked man. He's like, hey, I did it. Yay. And he's like, here's your money. Also, uh, good job, Tatsuo. And he's like, wait a minute, how do you know my name? And he starts taking his glass, his hat off, his glasses, and his, uh, his mask off. And oh my god, it's Daigo. <laughs> I told you when he showed up, I was like, if that's not Daigo, I will eat a shoe because I know it's Daigo. And like, I just kept saying, it's not here. It's not Daigo. It's not Daigo. Hello, not Daigo. I knew it. I knew it was him. So Shinada and Daigo went to high school together. Yes. And basically Daigo wanted someone to kind of like look into the Nagoya family because he thought they were like real weird and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but he couldn't do it himself because obviously he's in hiding. So he found Shinada and was like, "Hey, I know you have a you have a grudge to settle. I yeah, bet you could go do an this." Interest in this, and also like, I can I can either get you in like a coaching role or something like that. We can like return the fifteen years that were stolen from you. Mm-hmm. Got to learn all about dreams. Also, you fight Daigo and beat him up. <laughs> yeah, man, that fight sucked though. It'll, he, kept, it doesn't, he kept flipping you. Yeah, it doesn't help that like Shinada's fighting style. I just don't think it's fun. It's bad. So, um, but yeah, that you get to the shirtless fight with like brick wall man and Daigo with his his tattoo, which you pointed out had a dragon, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So they basically agree to go to Tokyo and confront the the coach and everything. Um, but when they're about to leave on the train. Shinada looks at, like, the, the newspaper and sees that, like, Sawada, his old rival, got traded to the Wyverns. He's yep. like, I have to go immediately. <laughs> he does yell something about, like, oh, it must be great to be part of the Tojo clan. <laughs> Daigo's like, would you shut the f*** up? Dude, we're You're trying to give me away. Profile. He's like, oh, so sorry, 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 sorry. Like I said, big Yeah. So Shinada basically bolts from the train and goes to the, uh, the baseball stadium in Nagoya where he confronts Sawada about what happened there. And Sawada's basically like, oh, I now am like the head of the Nagoya family because I'm here now. Woo. <laughs> um, basically, he tells you about like all the the money fi- or the, the money fixing, the, the match fixing and everything, um, who was all in charge of that and everything, why the Wyverns were doing it and why it was just, it was basically... Anytime they faced the the gigants when uh, Sawada was pitching, that was when match fixing was happening because they could more control it because of who was in on it and everything. Mm-hmm. So they're about to do that, and then some dudes come up and are like, "Hey, we gotta fight you because you you're talking too much." So they beat them all, beat all of them up, and then they have to have one last final showdown to see who actually could win against two. So. They basically just, they move all the bodies out of the way, and then just, uh, Shinada gets into the batter's box, Sawada starts pitching at him, throwing him fastballs right and left, and Shinada's, like, struggling to keep up with them, but then, like, he throws, like, one, uh, Sawada throws one more, one last ball, and it's the curveball, mm-hmm. and Shinada hits it out of the park. Yep. And he's like, how did you know it was going to be the curveball this time? And basically, Shinada's like, I've been waiting for that pitch for literally almost 20 years now. So when you were going to throw that, I was ready for it. Because the whole thing was like, uh, Sawada was unsure that like, Shinada knew about it. Like he thought he had picked up the signs or something, but he's like, no, I was just waiting for the fastball. Yep. Um, but also he, he learns through all that, that there was a dude in the Omi who was basically like leading the charge for the, the match fixing and everything. And it was kind of behind this whole thing. So that'll wrap back around as we head into the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, our final bit of thing for this chapter is the the coach is in Tokyo, and he's like, "Here's my I'm writing a confession. It's going to be in the papers later today. Can't do anything about it." And then he gets shot. The dude leaves the gun with him to make it look like a suicide, and then drops an Omi Alliance badge, mm-hmm. and then leaves. Mm-hmm. Which also, I gave you the little heads up that, 
hey, that guy has a familiar outfit. Yeah, because I was saying, like, we're about to go into the finale and I still don't know who the big bad is. And then you point out the outfit. And I was like, oh, I know now. What a jerk. Uh, and then also we see in Nagoya, Takasugi goes to Shinada's place, finds it empty, except for the briefcase, which is full of money. And then a note saying, like, here's the money. Also, here's the ball back. He gave him so much more money than he owed. He did. <laughs> also, we found out that uh, he he didn't actually have any kids because he's like, spend some money on your kids. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have any. Because he kept making this joke about like, oh, you know, my my kid could do better than you. And he's in fourth grade. My yep. kid could do <laughs> better than escalating. you. He's in fifth grade. Kid could do this better than you. She's in third grade. And he sits there with a briefcase. He's like, I don't even have any kids. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> What a reveal. Um, so what did you think of Baseball Man's chapter or part? Um, I I think that he's a delightful character. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that this had happened earlier in the game because I felt like it really, really killed momentum. I agree with you on that. Because um, it's like, oh, man, everything seems to be going down in Tokyo. Like, oh, like Hark is going there. Akiyama's going there. Kiryu's going there, Saijima's going there, everybody's going there. Oh, by the way, we got to go talk to this guy that we don't know, mm-hmm. learn who he is, and then wrap it all around so that he'll go too. And it's like, oh, man, I wish you guys had done this like a bit earlier in the game. Like, probably what I would have done, the problem with it is that the Daigo would have, reveal would have happened way sooner. Yeah. Is I probably would have done this, like, probably after Saijima. I might... Honestly, I might have gone like after Kiryu. That makes sense. I mean, but again, it, it would ruin the Daigo reveal because it's like so soon after. Yeah. But I think in terms of if you want to keep momentum going throughout the rest of this game, it helps if you don't put this right at, as the penultimate part. Yeah, I I think so. And I mean, like because he's a new character, like you have to spend time getting to know who he is. Um. Whereas the rest of them, we know who they are. We yeah. we know their stories. We know their backstories. We know what their motivations are. Um, so it's easier to pick back up with them. And we are interested in where they're going to actually go and what's going to happen in Tokyo. And then this guy shows up and, like, I like him. I think he's a great guy. He's a dumb ass and I love that. But, like, I mean, he he's basically, like, adult entertainment himbo guy. But... Um, he's not helped by the placement of his of his story. He's not, and I think that that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Because I think if it had been placed somewhere else in the story, it would have gone over much better for me. Yeah, I think I completely agree with you. Like going into this, I I was kind of like dreading this part because I remembered not really liking it. I mm-hmm. thought it was like, oh, it just kind of just drags on right after like you have like a lot of momentum. Yeah. Um, but playing through it the second time, I really started to like grow and like grow to like his character. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the story and everything, I really like the Lone Shark character. Oh, he's really good. I really liked him. Like, those two play off each other so well and everything. Yep. There is a lady and on an advertisement here who I can see her nipples. Just saying that. Whoa. Um, looking respectfully. Um, oh. But yeah, like what I, are you I look at it. It's the ads on this wiki site. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I grew to like his character and like his story more, but I feel like in general, this story was really, now it's just ice cream. Um, 
this story was really just the Yakuza team really wanted to make a, a baseball story. Yeah. Which, you know, hey, kudos to them. They really like baseball. So there you go. Now we go to the finale. finale. Where everyone basically meets up in Camarocho. Yep. Uh, we start off with Kiryu, who sh- shows up. He basically immediately runs into Baba, who introduces himself and is like, hey, here's what's happening. Also, I met with Saijima and everything. I know all the stuff that's going on. I'll help you out here and there. Saijima meets up with the detective again. They see Kasuya drive through town, and Saijima's like, is that one of your guys? And he's like, the detective's like, no. I'll keep an eye on him. You go off and see... Go see someone to figure figure out where Morinaga is. So Saichima goes off to the, the florist. Uh, in Purgatory, he finds Aizawa, who is basically in the the uh, the Coliseum fighting dudes, because he thinks that's the only way he can figure out what happened to Morinaga. Um, Saichima has a little heart to heart with him. Also beats him up at one point. Yep. And then the florist is like, "All right, well, here's your information that you need to know. Morinaga's dead." <laughs> dead he's in the morgue he's in the morgue which i think is weird because like the way kiryu's chapter builds this dude up is like oh he's the traitor you're gonna eventually have to do something with him he just dies and you never really talk about him again yep just real weird and like you you don't see him it's just he's dead mm-hmm. the end very weird it's very weird uh Akiyama meets up with Katsuya, who's, like, trying to give him a bunch of money to cancel Haruka's concert and everything. Akiyama's like, nah. <laughs> Don't know I'm good. Um, Akiyama goes back to Sky Finance. She's, like, to take a load off, and Shinada's there. He's yep. like, hello. <laughs> I've been waiting I here for, like, a like, couple hours. Akiyama just, like, face plants into the couch, like, oh, man, it's been a day. And the guy, uh, uh, Shinada. Shinada's there, like, hello, how are you? And he's like, blah, 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 hello. Shinada wants, him, wants to give him, or wants him, wants Akiyama to give him 300 million yen so he can, he can pay the cancellation fee for Haruka's concert. And Akiyama's like, what? What do you mean? Um, and Salvador's like, yeah, there's going to be an attack at that concert, so we got to stop it. And Akiyama's like, uh, how about instead we work together to make sure that just doesn't happen? There's so much, like, weird shenanigans with this concert, like, it gets pushed back a day, and then T-Set takes over, then T-Set's not there anymore, and there's all this talk about canceling it, and then it's, it's a just, mess. It's a mess. I'm like, what is happening? Like, it took me a while to even keep straight on what was going on with this show, and mm-hmm. it was really annoying. So, Akiyama and uh, Shinada go to the, the concert organizer's office, who's, like, trying to leave and everything. Um, this is where you get the big reveal about... Uh, Katsuya Park and Majima, how they had been working together for this whole time. Basically, they had been friends for forever. The rivalry was just to Fake. create buzz in the the media and everything. That it was um, all like planned. that would go to the other agency because it would it would cause buzz and like everything that happened here was planned. And it's like oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Seems fake, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, like that's that was the whole thing, and they were, and he's also like, yeah. So the whole Princess League thing was just a ruse as well. Like, it, regardless of who won, they were going to form the super group together. Yep. <laughs> so it didn't matter from the start. Like this is a whole thing they had planned from the very beginning. Dreamline. 
streamline. Um, Katsuya wants to basically suspend the event because he knows that the Omi chairman is doing something. Mm-hmm. But he also needed Dinah chair to approve the suspension. So that's why he's been acting real shady. And then eventually everyone kind of comes together. It's like, oh, okay. Also, at one point, Katsuya is just doing, like, push-ups where he's just completely naked. He's just butt naked. And then he just, like, goes and stares, at, like, out the window with, like, dong out. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing, dude? Like, is this a power move? You're by yourself. What are you doing? It's real wild. <laughs> and then you said the push-ups don't count unless the dong hits the floor. And I was like, well, how do I do push-ups then? Because I can't do that. Don't do push-ups. Apparently, I just can't do push-ups. It's real weird. Um, so you get that whole reveal, which is just wild. With the butt? Yeah, the no, butt not, is wild. No, not the butt. <laughs> Gosh. I just scared Maxwell. That's not surprising. Um, <laughs> Kiryu learns about Katsuya basically bringing in a lot of Omi folks. So he's like, well, I better go find this dude and figure out what's going on. Saijima also learns about what's happening is like oh, I should also go there as well. Um work the way to the roof of a building. Mhm. Watase learns about Katsuya mobilizing and is like, "Well, we should probably go to Tokyo and figure this out." Yep. Uh so you've had to fight all the way up through the the hotel, the Kamurocho Hills hotel. Kamurocho Hills is now open. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Um So you do that uh so it's you basically fight your way to the rooftop. Where it is Kiryu, Saijima, Watase, and Katsuya. Uh, Katsuya's like, hey, I had to lure all you here because I had to figure out who the mastermind is behind this weird thing. They're trying to kill it. They're Basically, the mastermind wants to have all of us dead. So, I figure if we all come up here and fight, he'll show himself eventually. Mm-hmm. So, basically, we have to fight. They're like, let's fight to the death. But not really. Yeah, uh, no. Kiryu fights Watase, Saijima fights Katsuya, and then Kiryu and Saijima have to fight. And then... It's a big shirtless sweaty battle. It is a big of... shirtless sweaty battle. Kiryu and Saijima are about to start fighting again, but they both get shot from the other tower. And the shooter is the detective. And they're like, why is this detective here? And then Watase and Katsuya are like, yeah, that guy's not a detective. That's our boss. That's our boss. <laughs> So the detective this whole time has been the seventh chairman of the Omi Alliance, Kurosawa. Yep. And then he shoots Watase and Katsuya as well. <laughs> yeah, so Saijima gets shot in the shoulder. Kiryu gets shot in the belly. Mm-hmm. And the other uh, two get shot in the leg. Yeah. He's basically like, yeah, I wanted to purge both the, the Tojo and the Omi of, like, cool Yakuza folks because I don't like them. So that's what I'm doing. And then uh, Kiryu tries to jump off a building. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, oh. Well, he also, so Kurosawa is going to like kill one of the Watase or Katsuya. And Watase's like, I'll try and shoot me. But then Katsuya jumps in front of him, takes the bullet. Yep. And he's like, uh oh. Daigo then shows up and puts Kurosawa at gunpoint. And he's like, yeah, I knew exactly what was going on. Also, like, because, you know, you came to me and you're like, oh, I'm real sick and everything. But, like, your eyes made, like, looked like you were about to do something. I was like, that's shady. Yeah, because uh, Kurosawa was like, I got two bullets and it's got your names on it, boys. Mm-hmm. And Daigo was like, you know what? I have some bullets, too, and it's got your name on it. So let's do this. So Daigo basically is like, has him at gunpoint. He's like, all right, you have two choices. Either I shoot you. Or you shoot yourself. And Kurosawa's like, mm, 
neither of those work for me. And then the big guy who had been working with Katsuya shows up and shoots Daigo. Yep. And they're like, all right, we're going to leave. By the way, Kiryu, you should, uh, you know, your little girl better be careful. And that's when that's when Kiryu is basically like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump over this. I'm going to jump to the next building. And Saejima's like, no, you're not. You dumbass. You can't <laughs> No, no, that. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's amazing. You better not be jumping. I mean, like, he's very, very lucky that Kiryu was injured because Kiryu might have actually tried. And you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, we go to Haruka's rehearsal space where her and the T-Set girls learn about the supergroup and everything and how they have to perform together and how the new date for the concert is for reals this time. And everyone's just like, huh? <laughs> um, Baba shows up and is like, can I talk to Haruka? I got a message for her from Kazuma Kiryu. And she's like, oh, okay, I, I got to go, guys. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so Baba basically tells her Kiryu's message, which is basically like, hey, don't give up. Yeah. Literally, that's it. Like the, it, it, it's like five words. Mm -hmm. And then Haruka leaves, and Baba's like, "What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh God!" He just has doing? a little bit of an existential crisis on the swing. Yep. Uh, it's like you... who doesn't have at least one existential crisis on the swings in a lifetime? Honestly. True. Uh, you go back to you go to New Serena where all the boys show up. The boys are here. And Dante shows up. Yep. Oh, and Kiryu's just freaking passed out on the Oh yeah, Kiryu's is like asleep the entire time where like while uh Saijima, Akiyama, Shinada and Kiri or Date try and figure out a plan for the the dome. Yep. And then Kiryu just wakes up and is like, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going oh, to figure this out." Also, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um they basically use Shinada as like cuz he has knowledge of like how positioning would work and everything in that stadium because of being a baseball player, so he's like if you're going to shoot someone on a stage in the Tokyo Dome, per se, you would probably do it out in center field around where the batter's eye is, and that's going to be your best vantage point for where people aren't going to really see you. And you wouldn't be hitting any civilians in the meantime. True. Also, could, because that's where like the, the scouts go to to videotape science for science dealing and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So that's how he knows that. So they come up with that plan. They're like, okay, we're going to go do this and everything. That's our plan. We're, we'll stop it and everything. Yay. Yay. Um, the next day they go, they basically, is the day of the concert. They make all their preparations. And then they're like, all right, we're about to go. And then the news shows like, Goro Majima has been taken hostage at the Millennium Tower. <laughs> Sajima's like, oh, I got to go get my boy. My boy. Yep. So they're like, okay, well, we got to figure this out. Do we go to the Dome first or do we go to the Millennium Tower? And Kiryu's like, we're going to the Millennium Tower first. Um, So they get there, and then, like, a bunch of dudes with MAC-10s show, like, pop out and just start shooting everywhere. And they're supposed to be, like, they're disguised as have or having, like, the Majima family logo on their lapels and everything. Mm -hmm. But they're clearly not Majima family dudes. Nope. So basically, you got to split up and fight a bunch of dudes. Kiryu and Akiyama stay... Stay back. Shinada, with help from Saejima, gets basically the, the right path to go to the Tokyo Dome. And then Saejima heads into the Millennium Tower to rescue Majima. Um, so you get to the rooftop of the Millennium Tower. Saejima confronts Kurosawa. They put Majima all in chains. And he's like, hey, you got to fight Majima if you it's don't. It's wild that they chained him. They, they're like, this guy is dangerous. 
Um, they're like, if you don't kill each other, we will kill the girl. So you gotta fight. Yep. All that happens. Meanwhile, at the Tokyo Dome, Dreamline has their first performance. Everyone's real happy about it. Haruka is visibly, like, a little nervous, but something's up with her. And then, back in center field, we see Baba with his guitar case that's totally not a sniper rifle. Um, did you mention that Kiryu, she sees Kiryu? On the TV. Yes. Yes. No, I did not, but yes, she does see him on the TV. On the TV. On the TV. She's like, oh, no. Um, so Baba, Baba basically is in center field trying to figure this out. He's got his camera set up and everything, but he is ultimately just like kind of chickens out. Yep. He's like, I can't do this. He's going to even leave. Can't do this. Shanata shows up and like sees him and everything. Sees He's like, him, don't like, leave your camera, you dumb. He sees him pack up his gun and everything, and then he sees the camera like, go pick up the camera. If they if they find a camera back here, that's going to cause all sorts of problems. Pick up the camera. <laughs> and he starts beating his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so you fight uh, Baba, and you basically win, and then, Shana- or then Baba's like, well, I guess I'm going to kill myself. Can't do this. He's about to literally pull the trigger, and you hear a gunshot. Right as, like, pyro goes off, which is, you know, good timing and everything. Very good timing. It cuts back, and it's the boys from prison and the warden who have come to save Baba. That was wild. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. And it took me a second. I was like, who are these people? Yeah, same. I was like, wait a minute. I know these people. Oh! Oh! So Saijima basically had called them and was like, hey, come, come find a way to get Baba. <laughs> so Baba basically was like, okay, I guess I'll come back with you guys. Um, while all this is happening, uh, the, the video camera is still going on. So Saijima and, uh, Majima basically show Kurosawa this and they're like, yep. Guess we're not killing each other. We're not killing each other. (laughs) He's like, ah, and then, so all that happens. Saijima and Majima stop fighting and Kurosawa's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna have my guards kill you both. So the guards are about to shoot them, and then Daigo shows up and just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Takes Daigo, out all the guards. Daigo with his three-legged race. Yeah, him and Katsuya are basically, like, limping together. <laughs> like a three-legged race duo. It's so funny. And Daigo just treats up and murders all those dudes. He murders, like, four guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, they think Kurosawa's done for now, but then Kurosawa's like, yeah, I... The plan's not done yet. Also, I'm, I am super dying. Super dying. But I did leave all my plans to someone else. <laughs> um. Eventually, you see you're like you go back to Kiryu and Akiyama who are fighting with all the dudes in the theater square. Daigo calls Kiryu. He's like, "Hey, you got to go to the Tojo Clan headquarters right now. Bad things are happening. Also, there's a dude there who you're gonna want to beat up." Yep. So Kiryu bolts. Akiyama's left there by himself. <laughs> And him and the the big dude, Kanai, you have to fight him and everything. Then more boys are showing, and then basically you you, you beat them up. And then Kanai's like, well, all these I got more boys coming. It's, you're in trouble. And then you start seeing more boys coming, but it's all, like, the allies. So you see the Yamagasa family, the Kitakata family, and then uh, Watase's family yep. marching to you. And, and Kanai's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Yikes. He's like, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm sorry. Surrender. Uh, Watase goes up to Akiyama and is just like, 
The Omi Alliance never bows their head to no to anyone. They've never done that. Except for today. <laughs> hey, he gets down on the ground. Mm -hmm. He's like, how does it feel to be the only moneylender that's above the Yakuza? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, Kurosawa also, back on the roof, tells them that he wanted revenge on the Tojo clan and everything, but also he's leaving his legacy for his son. His son. So you go to Kiryu and Tojo headquarters where it's all messed up. There's just bodies everywhere. And you go to the, the, the big meeting room and Aiza was there who reveals himself to be Kurosawa's son. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, hey, we got to fight now. And Kiryu's like, okay, I'm just going to kick your ass. And he's just got a sword at one point, And then, he's and then like, just ditches it. And he's like, never mind. I'm not using the sword. Let's fight. You beat him up, and then you're in the courtyard, and you're just spilling blood, and you're like, oh, this is real bad. Yep. Um, we go back to the Tokyo Dome, where, like, there's a, definitely some interstitials here where you cut back between Tokyo Dome and the Kiryu fight. Yep. Where you have, like, the Kiryu, like the, the idol music playing while <laughs> dramatic stuff's happening. Um, I really so wish it was the battle theme, just the I do, too. Uh, so we cut back to the Tokyo Dome, where they're doing a song and then Haruka basically takes the mic and is like hey I'm gonna give you a speech now and everyone's like huh she's like you know I really like being an idol it's real cool but uh you know I can't I can't really do the things I want to do I can't be with the people I want to be with um the person I consider like my dad had to sacrifice himself his like us being together for me to do this and you know it's because he's a yakuza and everything he was a Yakuza. He was a Yakuza. So she wants to go back to how things were. She wants to go back to the people she loves and everything. And she basically finishes it off by saying, like, you know, to me, Kazuma Kiryu is my family. Yeah. And then she just bolts out of the stadium. Yep. <laughs> She's out of here. Then Kiryu's just walking through the, the streets of Kamurocha. It's like, oh, my belly. Oh, this hurts. Oh, I'm leaking blood everywhere. This sucks. Oh, God. And then he passes out, and then he wakes up, and Haruka is like, um, like sitting she's over. She's there me. with him, and he's is like, "Is this a dream? a dream?" He's like, "No, I'm right here with you." And he's like, "Cool, <laughs> yosh." And that's the end of the game. That's how the game ends. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger of an ending. I was unexpected for me. Yeah, man. And you told me then, you're like, this will have consequences. I'm like, yeah, he's kind of bleeding out on the snow. Like, that's not a good consequence. Yeah, so basically, we'll talk about this when we get to 6. Yep. Um, which we've talked about before, but, you know, the beginning of 6 basically just takes takes place, or picks right back up at the end of Yakuza 5, so. They address basically what happens and everything. Um, what did you think of the finale chapter, or the finale part, I should say? Um, a lot was, of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces. I was very confused by what was going on with the show and I kept moving what was happening with it. And that was mm -hmm. kind of annoying. Um, I did like the three-legged race with, with, with Daigo. <laughs> but also Daigo just murdered four people and nobody cared. Um, it was cool to see Majima again. Weird yeah. that they chained him, but good to see you alive, Majima. Um... There was a lot to it, though. There was a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. It it was uh, very much like everyone's here type thing. 
there's a lot that they have to like bring together in a short period of time. <laughs> yes. Um, I did really, really enjoy um, Janata and Baba's section at at the Tokyo Dome. That was actually really, really good. I mean, like him just getting so mad about the camera was hilarious. But yeah. it was good to see like all of that come back around with like the people from from the prison saving Baba from blowing his head off and mm-hmm. um. That was good. I like that part. Um, I'm still kind of confused why Kiryu's like, hey, we're going to go to Millennium Tower first. I guess because they still had time before the concert started. Okay, because like, my brain would be like, Kiryu knows that Haruka might potentially die. And it's weird for him to be like, no, we have to do this first. Because it seemed like it was like in the middle of the day, so like they still had time before the concert even started. Yeah, that makes more sense. I was I was a little confused. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um Yeah, big bummer that he's bleeding out in the street. That's a little rough. Uh, he's got he's a little been... bit of a flesh wound there, buddy. Not to even mention the fact that he got shot earlier. Like yeah, he's like a day removed from getting shot. They he didn't really get patched up. They just no. put a band-aid over it and he's like, Okay, I'm good. So like he just got the he got shot and he got beat up by this other guy. It all reopened. Like, he's having a bad day. He didn't even get to hear the declaration that he was her family. Nope. Which is kind of sad, actually. Yeah. Because, like, obviously by this game, like, he would do anything for her. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Like, he, um, he's very clearly shown that. I will say that I think like the Aizawa reveal at the end is pretty lackluster. Yeah, I I wish that they had just left it with Kurosawa being the big bad. Yeah, because we were basically both being like, who's the who's gonna be here? Yeah, like who's left? We both like I thought it would be Morinaga because like he I was like oh he probably didn't die. We didn't see a body. We didn't see a body, but then it's just this guy, and I was like, eh. and then he just beat him up, and that's it. Yeah, it was that part kind of went over like a wet fart. Yeah, I mean, I think that's to be. Unfortunately, to be expected because of how much, like, how many people are in this game, how many stories are in this game, that, you know, there's going to be some parts of it that you're just going to look at and be like, eh. That falls flat. Yeah, I think the two big things that fall flat are that reveal and the they were all working together reveal with Park mm. and uh, Katsuya and um, Majima. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, those two things are the weakest reveals for me, like. I get that they're doing it and it makes sense in the narrative, but it's also just kind of like it makes sense in the narrative because you're forcing it to make sense. Right. It doesn't actually make any sense. It's kind of weird. Um, so, yeah, like my biggest complaints are, are those two things and that they really should have put the the baseball chapter earlier. Yeah, I think those are very valid complaints. Um with all that being said, um, this is a controversial game. Which is weird because I was looking at the reviews on there and they're really good. People love it or they hate it because of how ambitious and just all over the place it is. Yeah. Um, looking at this now from as you've seen it, you have seen technically seven Yakuza games now. Mm-hmm. Um, where does Yakuza 5 
rank on your list of Yakuza. So, like, for, for clarification, you know, for people who have not been following along, uh, I would say 0 and 2 is the the upper echelon. Yes. 1 and 3, probably, in yep. the middle. And then 4 is at the back. Yep. I think that's, I think that's all of them. 0, 2, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4. 5, yeah. Okay. So there's our, that's basically, you know, you're ranking. No, not necessarily in that order, but that's kind of like our tiers, essentially, for where these games are currently. Yeah. So where do you think this this ranks? Um, I know you were thinking about this earlier, and you did not want to talk about it quite yet, but. Yeah, because even before we started talking about it, I was like, I don't know where it's going to land, honestly. Mm-hmm. At this moment... Um, so I, I, I would probably do like zero, two are still the best. Right. Um, I would say. Three, five, one, four. Interesting. Interesting. They did some interesting things with this game, and I think that that's pretty admirable. Um, yeah. And, and I did see one thing that you were talking about how controversial this game has been. Like, it is insane and disgusting how toxic people are about the fact that Hark is playable in this. Yeah. Like, it's awful how people are about her on the internet like it's it's it doesn't make any sense the people will be dumb yeah i mean they're just like oh no there's girly stuff in my my big manly yakuza game like you totally missed the point of everything in these stories dudes true and true um so that's annoying but yeah that that's probably where i would put it what do you think i so if we're looking at these games that you have played or look or seen and specifically Mm-hmm. I might put it at the top of the mid tier, so I might go like five one three, or maybe five three one. I think that'd probably be the better one because, like, like you said, like we talked about, some of the some of the stuff in this game, you know, doesn't hit quite well. Mm-hmm. But some of the highs of this game are incredible. Like fist fighting a bear twice. Some of the highs of this game are like upper echelon highs of the entire series. Yeah. So I think that gives it a little like a little bit more credit. Like if it didn't have that, you could probably scooch it behind three, maybe even one. But like taxi driving, fist fighting a bear twice, uh, twice, all of the Haruka stuff, having just rhythm game sections throughout this game. It's just wild. There's some really good highs in this game. You're right. So that would just that would be me. I think um, it's probably right at like three for me. Yeah, I um, think that's fair. And de- one is definitely below it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's it's a solid entry into the uh, the Yakuza series, in my opinion. I agree. I enjoyed our time with it. It was very very long, but I enjoyed our time with it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, well, next time, not next time, ne- like next week, next week, 
But next time we experience the Akiza series, we will be discussing the final chapter of the Kiryu saga. Mm-hmm. Yakuza 6. Again, technically. Again, because we have already talked about it when it came out and everything. But we will do a little bit of a refresher because we like we did with, with Kiwami 2 and everything. Yep. So yeah, we'll get Alice's perspective on 6 and everything and how she feels that the, the Kiryu story wraps up. Mm-hmm. And then we get to do Judgment, and then I get to play 7. Yay! Correct, Mundo. We are winding down our time with the Yakuza series. I will be prepared for Judgment 2, and whenever Yakuza continues as a JRPG and adult dragon quest, then I I will be able to actually participate. Correct and correct. Yay! Um, Do you have any final thoughts about Yakuza 5 do you want to talk about, or are you done? Karaoke good. Karaoke good. Like true I think and true. Probably the best game for karaoke. It's pretty. It's a pretty strong game for karaoke. You're it's not a wrong. Very strong game for karaoke, especially when you can have Kiryu do the air like airplane landing moves behind Haruka. That stuff's pretty good. Very very good. Um, there are just great songs in that. I think that that's worth worth a nod. True, I agree. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't think of anything at the moment. If I have anything extra. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up this episode. Then we have experienced Shock as a five. Yay! So, if you would like more from us, head on over to seasonalimitcheckup.com or sac.cools, where you can find past episodes, of this podcast, and all the other episodes where Al experiences the Yakuza as a series. Woo! On seasonalimitcheckup.com or sac.cool. I. Uh, Find other podcasts like Jared and I Watch on there as well. You can find columns and reviews on there as well. You can find more from Anladium at Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza. Get access to unedited versions of the podcast early and a host of bonus episodes as well. Next week will be something else. Mm-hmm. We'll figure that out and reconvene Yay. with all y'all. <laughs>